If you have to run down a sand dune naked, <laughs> take something to put on with you to come back up. Yeah. Because that, that wasn't part of the deal. <laughs> I got to the bottom and I'm like, oh man, my clothes are up there. <laughs> Welcome to the Petzinger Brothers Podcast. Kick back and enjoy the musings of James, John, David, Joseph, and Ben, five brothers raised decades ago on a dysfunctional farm in western Idaho. Welcome to the Petzinger Brothers Podcast. This is James. This is John. This is David. This is Joseph. This is Ben. And it is November the 22nd, 2009. There have been a few weeks since we last got together to have a discussion, but today's discussion promises to be one that is entertaining and uh, educational at least. Today we're going to be talking about the things that we got caught doing or things that we got in trouble for. Uh, things perhaps we ought not to have been doing or had been told not to do or rules that we were breaking and uh, had to pay the penance for. So, fun topic, and if anybody's got something they want to sh- jump out of the chute with, go for it. I do. I, uh, I have a really popular name, and I'm proud of my name. I like to spell my name, and uh, when you give me a can of spray paint... Um, <laughs> I got a little carried away, and I want to set this. I want to set the record straight here because uh, I am the youngest of all of you. I have four older brothers that I emulate, and at that age, it was no different than now. And um, I remember the Petzinger graffiti in the shop that was done on some. Uh, I would guess it was a, a drywall or some insulation board. Uh, James, you do some pictures. I think John might have drawn some pictures with some spray paint. And I guess that was okay. And I remember finding a, a, a bronzish gold spray can. Uh, and it, it, I was old enough to understand you had to shake it up a little bit. So I probably shook that thing as long as I could, as long as my patience would, would allow. And um, I picked the closest wall uh, by means of proximity, and it was right there on the corner of the shop. You guys all know the spot. And um, I spelled my name, and I was proud of it. And it was big, <laughs> it was huge, and it was on the outside of the shop. And uh, Well, that's where you went wrong. Yeah. You, you painted well, it. <laughs> I, I didn't really have much foresight into what I was getting myself into, I was just so stinking cool because I got this spray can. I shook it up right, and out came the color. And I was even at the end, the S kind of trailed off, kind of like a baseball team logo. You know, it was awesome. <laughs> and I sat. I remember standing back and admiring my handiwork. It didn't occur to me that that was bad until one of you guys said, "Oh man, <laughs> wait until Dad comes home." <laughs> And 
I'm pretty sure it was in the summertime because I remember um, uh, we were uh, chucking corn. Is that what we called it, right? What did we call that? When a husk, husk, shucking corn? Shucking corn, yeah. Yeah, we were shucking corn and feeding it to the goats, and I usually really enjoyed that. But um, I ended up hiding. I hid um, <laughs> on the other side of the house, and Dad came home, and he saw it. And, of course, I was busted, and, and that was something that I got in big trouble for. And um, Dad uh, introduced me to German martial arts that day. <laughs> um, and I, I, he, it, was, it was an incredible uh, display of restraint on Dad's part. I didn't get beat down. I mean, I'm not saying I did. But he did introduce me to the Petzinger uh, uh, circle kick. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do my best to describe <laughs> what that is, but I, I was very confused. I didn't know what he was doing. He grabbed my bicep. He grabbed my bicep, and uh, I stood there looking at him, and he lectured me with one finger, the free finger, as the other arm was grabbing my bicep. And he said, now, you know why I'm doing this? You shouldn't paint on the wall. <laughs> And all of a sudden, I was airborne, but I didn't go anywhere. I just went in a circle because he had planted his, he planted his right foot and used his left foot to propel me in a circle as he kicked me, and I ran away from him. And it was like a it was a it was a circle kick, and um, so that's the German martial art lesson that I learned that day. But I, I want to wrap this up because I know you guys are much more deviant than I was, so I want to give you plenty of time here. Um, okay. The the, uh, the lesson that I learned from that, Dad never painted over that name. He no. never painted over it, um, and I suspect that that was the true lesson because later in high school, I had buddies come over to the house, and uh, if they hadn't been there before, they would see that, and every time they'd say, "What are you, some kind of an idiot? What are you doing? Put your name on the building." <laughs> So that was that was punishment enough, but uh, I definitely got busted that day. Definitely, <laughs> I remember that Ben, and uh, it was one of the few times I saw Dad get that angry at you. You you had it pretty easy with him, um, but I remember the circle kick. <laughs> yeah, him just as the side of his foot, you know, hitting yeah, your, rear, was, it, hitting your yeah. rear end and propelling you around this circle as he <laughs> held on to you. <laughs> it was like a, a fine German watch. It was one. Uh, after another in a circle. Yeah. Yeah. And that your name is uh it's probably still on there. It was yeah, the last it last it was the last time I was at the homestead. Yeah. Still there. Yeah. Uh, I just couldn't believe that you did that, man. I came out I think I saw that and I thought Do you what did you just are you kidding? <laughs> I thought, I can't believe he just did that, man. He's got guts. It was it was <laughs> huge. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was. Uh, it was a profound lack of judgment <laughs> on my part, and it, it uh, something reminds me of. Uh, I caught my own two sons up to their elbows in uh, wood stain. It was the stain that we used on the exterior of our house, and they had gotten into a five-gallon bucket, and they had painted the entire quarter panel of my wife's car. (laughs) 
<laughs> and let me just say, the double circle kick is something that uh, I really think could make it on YouTube, but probably could be in a little trouble. Yeah. But, uh, they they learned very quickly, as I learned when I was that age, don't mess with paint and don't mess with anything that shouldn't be painted. I, you know, I remember uh, one time, um, I wasn't that young. I was a teenager by then, and uh, it was on a scouting trip, and we were at the Bruno Sand Dunes. And this is something I got in trouble for that I wasn't expecting to. I, I, didn't, I didn't really think it was that big of a deal until we got home, and Dad heard about it. And that was when David, when, um, I don't remember, was it Dirk? I think it was me and Dirk. And we had... We had dared you to run up and down the sand dunes, buck naked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's right. You did it, David. <laughs> and and we were at the top of the dunes. I remember, and I didn't think you'd do it, but you did it. And you just stripped down, and you you just you know you went for it down this dune, and then you just hauled right back up the dune with this look on your face, like yeah. I did it. <laughs> and I think we were, I think we had offered you some cash and we didn't have any cash. We couldn't pay up. I didn't think you'd do it anyway. Right, you know, you are. let me, let me just make a couple of clarifications. <laughs> it was a, it was a bet for $2 to run yeah. down. The sand <laughs> well, you had to get back up. Okay. <laughs> a second clarification. If you have to run down a sand dune naked, <laughs> take something to put on with you to come back up. Yeah. Because that, that wasn't part of the deal. <laughs> I got to the bottom and I'm like, oh, man, my clothes are up there. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I never got paid for that. No, you didn't. You didn't. I, I think I just had a bad taste in my mouth from the trouble I got in when I got home. <laughs> I thought, I'm not paying up. Because I, I, I got in a lot of trouble for that. More trouble than I can remember for most anything else I did growing up. That was a big deal because dad saw it as me not watching out for my brother. He, that's the way he took it. He's like, you're the big brother. You need to watch out for your little brother. And you put him in a situation where you're not watching out for him. That's that's the way he he took it, and that was the lecture I got. Now, he was furious. Yeah. He was furious he, that I'd done yeah, that. Yeah, he was really mad. I spent yeah. the rest of the night outside in the dark watering the lawn. I think that was my punishment. Although well, I, was, I was confused half the time. I thought, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one that made a fool out of myself. I guess that was the problem. Yeah. Yeah, that's why you got in trouble. I got in trouble for putting you in that situation or, or daring you or betting you to do it. You know, how, do I, how how dare I do it as a big brother? You got in trouble for doing it at all. You know, weren't, weren't you thinking? Were, <laughs> you do anything somebody dares you to do? Uh, yeah. It's funny that, that you mentioned that. Getting in trouble for doing something that um, put, you know, one of your brothers in harm's way or in, in, in fool's way, so to speak, <clears throat> because I remember one of the worst um, tongue lashings I ever received was we had gone to Salt Lake City 
and mom and dad had gone into a a store. I don't remember which store it was, but it was a large distribution type store, very large parking lot. And they had left me in the car with two of you. And I don't remember which two of you it was, but I had been specifically told to watch you guys while they were in the store. And at the time I was really interested and deeply engrossed by this book that I was reading about some, I remember the book quite well, or at least the plot. It was about a horse that was being beaten and it was rescued and it became this champion horse for a a fire department, you know, in the old days when fire trucks had horses and all this kind of stuff. It was a really great book and I was just deep into it. And (laughs) I'm reading this book and all of a sudden the car door opens and mom and dad are getting in the car and they look at me and they say, hey, where are so-and-so and so-and-so? <laughs> I had gotten so deep into the book that I completely missed the fact that two of you had left the car and had headed into the store. Um, and you were not really old enough to be walking alone in a parking lot. And I I just remember the panic look on mom's face and uh, you know they both took off looking for you guys I'm left in the car knowing that okay this this is going to be very bad because whether they're found or not I am in trouble <laughs> of course you know the the whole self the, the selfish aspect of it oh I'm in trouble I remember just feeling first of all very badly that I had uh, f- failed to do something so important, and that was impressed upon me quite well over the next many, many, if not minutes, hours, as I got tongue-lashing about how I had, um, as the older brother, it was my responsibility to watch out for you guys, and I hadn't done that, and uh, I couldn't be trusted to to take care of you and, and all this stuff, and it was all true. There was nothing that I could say to, to rebuff anything they were saying, and I felt, I just... Uh, felt horrible. But I do remember that was one of the worst tongue lashings I ever got. I find it interesting that it was the the looking out for or not looking out for you guys was what got me in, in the biggest trouble. You know, one of the biggest things I got in trouble for was in third grade, I think, second or third grade. And for Christmas, Ben and I had gotten these really cool uh, race cars. And they had STP on the side, and do you remember yeah. that, Ben? Remember yeah, that? those. Yeah, yeah. Those are Richard Richard Petty, forty three sure. car. Richard Petty, forty three STP. All right. So, anyways, <laughs> I was a little excited. There, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, I took mine to school for show and tell, and I let it roll down the banister, and our teacher <laughs> let us go to recess a little bit early. And it disturbed a class, and I got in trouble. And I tried to weasel my way out of it, and, and I told the fib of the teacher, and she didn't buy it. Anyways, I got in trouble, and they called the parents, and I got home, and Dad was pretty upset with me. He spanked me a little bit and asked me if I'd learned my lesson. And instead of saying yes, I went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I remember the look on his face, just this kind of surprised look on his face, like, you talking to me? 
there's there's something in the army called wall-to-wall counseling and that's what i got it was wall-to-wall spanking and it was it was the same concept as the circle kick only as a circle spank where i'm running in circles trying to get away he's got one arm and he just it's like a a sprinkler (laughs) i don't know how long it lasted but it was the worst thrashing i ever got in my life and I think mom mom had to stop him because he, he started, and it was it was spanking me for the purpose of I was trying to get away. He was trying to spank me, so he was like, "I'm going to get a spanking somehow." <laughs> and uh, anyways, that was the worst thing. I did learn a lesson uh, when talking to a father to yeah. not speak that way. <laughs> Unhealthy. Well, school school was a a great place to get in trouble for things. I remember, uh, I think it was first grade. Yeah, it was first grade. Walking up uh, to Lincoln Elementary School. And it wasn't too many days into first grade. It had been raining outside. And (coughs) we were walking past a garbage can. And this kid pulled out (coughs) of the garbage can this sheet of blue paper. Now... I didn't know what it was, and for most people nowadays, they're not going to know what it was, but it was it was ditto paper. It was the carbon side of the ditto paper or, or uh, yeah. you know, what they used for copiers back then. Mm-hmm. And something about the rainwater and the paper and everything was a perfect combination for all of this blue transfer ink to rub off on our hands. And instead of thinking, oh, no, I've got blue stuff on my hands, we were all, wow, this is great. And so we completely covered our hands and forearms with this blue ditto ink. And so we had these blue hands. We all thought that was the coolest thing in the world. You know, we walked into the building and we're showing everybody, look at me, we got blue hands. (laughs) And that's when Mrs. Joe came down the hallway. Mrs. Joe... uh, was was not the kindest of teachers, and she saw us, and immediately she just grabbed us by our ears and hair and started dragging us to the principal's office. Um, and I, I was very, like you said, David, I was kind of confused about why I was in trouble. I didn't do anything wrong. I have blue hands, but how is that wrong? What, what's wrong with having blue hands? I was really, truly confused. Get to the principal's office, and she is demanding that we all get uh, a paddle, you know, paddled, and uh, and the principal is telling us, well, why don't you sit down? And then he told Mrs. Joe, well, you're going to be late for your class. I'll take care of this. And he, you know, he had to sit down out there for a good ten minutes, letting us think about what our punishment was going to be. And then he came back out and said, you know what? Um, where'd you get the blue paper? And we told him we got it out of the garbage. He said, hmm, well, we'll have to see to it that we don't put any more blue paper in the garbage. Why don't you go try washing your hands and then get back to class? Uh, Then, of course, they called our parents to let us know what had happened and why we had blue hands. And when I got home, uh, (laughs) I didn't get chewed out for having blue hands. I got chewed out for just doing something stupid because other kids were doing it. That I remember very clear. Why are you sticking your hands in the garbage? Why? Because other kids are sticking their hands in the garbage? What do you need blue paper for? Why do you need to have blue hands? And it was just this unending flow of how 
I should have been thinking and not doing something just because it looked like fun and these other kids were doing it. But I really, I remember it was another good uh, ear lashing. Didn't get spanked for it, but it was nice, uh, nice good amount of time where I got chewed out for that. Well, I remember one time uh, Dad got really mad when I did what I thought was a good deed. I went and pruned all of the fruit trees in the orchard. Well, not all of them. I'd say probably six or seven, and I thought, well, I'm doing a great job. I pruned them way down, and (laughs) Dad came home. He saw those, and he went ballistic. I've never seen him so upset. And uh, I remember that. You remember that? Yeah. That was a big deal. He, I guess, he wanted things to just grow wild out there, and that was those were his trees. Mm. Um, so I got in big trouble for that. I was already, I don't know, nineteen, twenty years old. I, or twenty. I can't remember how old I was, but boy, he, he got upset. <clears throat> After a few years later, he saw how good the trees were growing. He said, "You know, that was a good idea." <laughs> and he guys were getting so upset. I think it took a few years. Um, did I ever share the story about? the miscommunication dad and I had about uh, the word no and go. <laughs> I've, I've heard it, but yeah. Well, this, this, uh, this reaches back to the days when uh, um, I was selling hogs at the auction and we had that uh, <clears throat> pre-World War One stock trailer with the wagon wheel spokes. <laughs> the, I don't know if any of you remember that trailer. Yeah, I think yeah. he 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 must have traded somebody for it. But uh, anyhow, we had built a um, a uh, stock chute, and it was pretty convenient. We backed the trailer right up to it, opened the doors, and we would we would load the hogs up the chute and into the trailer. Well, Dad was uh, putting the last ones in, and these happened to be the big the one of them was the the big boar that we were trying to get rid of. And uh, I'm waiting at the beast. I'm ready to pull forward when he tells me to go. And I heard go, and I put it in gear and slowly went forward. And I I, I look back, and, and there's Dad running, and there's pigs flying out the back of the trailer, and he's saying, no, no, no. I thought he was telling me to go. I didn't know what, what's the problem here. And uh, so we spent the next hour chasing pigs. We missed the auction time, and it's amazing. It's amazing the difference between go and and no when you're uh, trying to load some livestock. He was man. He was hot mad. He was mad because he he was trying to hold the the circus together in the back of the trailer, and I wasn't even watching the mirror. I was just going. <laughs> He was running, and his hat was off, and his hair was going, and pigs were running out. Oh, he was mad. <laughs> I, I got in trouble once for laughing at Dad. And I think I, I told this story before. I'm not sure about – he used to have carry matches in his pocket, and they were strike anywhere matches. And he must have been flicking one of them in his pocket, <laughs> and it lit, which, of course, lit all the matches in his pocket. And, and he, I remember looking, his dad was hopping up and down. His, like you said, his hat fell off. And he's slapping the side of his leg, and there's smoke billowing out of his leg. And I thought, this the funniest thing I've ever seen. And I started laughing. 
<laughs> I was like, ah, ha, ha, you know, and it was all over. He was just like, that's not funny. You know? Kind of laid into me for a little bit for, for laughing at someone else's misfortune. Oh. I was, don't laugh at someone else's misfortune. And I was just oh. like, okay, dad. But, and if I'm ever feeling in a bad mood, all to do is think about that. And it just, <laughs> every time. It was hilarious. <laughs> wow. That's, uh, that's great. Do you guys remember the Stegemeyers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So one of my earliest memories of the Stegemeyers is uh, a summer barbecue in their front yard. And I remember sitting next to, um, I never knew his first name. We just called him Mr. Stegemeyer, the, the old farmer. Yeah. And by this time, his mind had had gone. He had Alzheimer's. At the at that age, I didn't know what that was. I had no clue. I just remember him asking me ten times, "Where do you live, son? Where do you live?" And I said, "Well, I'd point to the house. I live over there, sir." I'd sit there, drink my Kool Aid, and eat watermelon. He said, "So where do you live, son? Well, I live over there." And he, this continued over and over and over. And finally, I just turned him and said. I just told you. And then over there, what's wrong with you? <laughs> and uh, um, mom heard that, and uh, she didn't scold me. She took me aside, and she said, look, he's he's ill. His mind doesn't work. And I, I, there's a very, very simple explanation. And I was reduced to tears because I just felt so bad that someone could forget it, it sunk in. How can someone forget what I just told him 20 seconds ago? <laughs> and and that, I, you know, I just felt really bad because uh, not that I had done anything bad, but I felt bad for him. I understood his condition a little bit. And uh, I just sat down and answered the same question another 20 times. It didn't matter, you know. <laughs> so I live over there. Hey, guess where I live? I live over there. <laughs> But um, I wouldn't say I really got in trouble, but that that stuck with me. That was uh, a learning moment for me, and I think most of most of us getting in trouble had a lot to do with learning lessons, right? Or that we didn't learn a lesson and did the same stupid thing. Well, I learned a very important lesson, uh, and there was nothing funny about it. Um, and it, I'll, I'll make it very, very short and very simple. We were <clears throat> on our monthly shopping trip to. Safeway, getting groceries and whatnot, and um, I had a pocket full of Brock's candy. You remember how they used to sell Brock's candy? There may be stores that still do it this way, but there were just big bins of candy, yeah, and and you would scoop out whatever candies you wanted, you put them in a bag, and it was sold by weight. And that's how they, you know, right there in the middle of the store, there was a little Brock's candy kiosk and caramels and, and all kinds of... of uh, confections and candy chocolates and whatnot <clears throat> well i had a pocket full of brock's candy and um i remember it very clearly dad just faced me he said where did you get the candy and i didn't have an answer for him i just i knew i'd been caught you know i had gone to the Brock's candy thing. I had filled my pocket with candy and I was going to make my way out of the store. Um, and he had 
you know, he clearly he he had noticed the bulge in my pocket. <clears throat> he knew what it was. Maybe he'd even seen me doing what I would, what I had done. I don't know. Um, but he didn't ask me what's in my pocket. He just said, uh, you know, where did you get the candy? And I didn't have a good answer for him. And as I was sort of stumbling and fumbling with a response, the flat of his hand made contact with the side of my face. The only time I was ever hit upside the head, literally. And uh, it was just this loud pop. And he didn't, I mean, he wasn't yelling. He wasn't doing anything. Just that one slap across the side of the face. And he said, put the candy back. Go go out to the car now. And, uh, you know, I went back to the car in, in total uh, fear because I knew I was in big trouble. Um, he wasn't going to, you know, he wasn't going to make a spectacle of it. But that was a very, very well-learned lesson. Um you you do not take what is not yours, and uh, I remember that's probably the worst uh, spanking I ever received. When we got home, uh, you know, he made sure to impress upon my mind and my uh, rear end that what I had done was wrong, and that that was not the kind of conduct he expected from me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if any of you guys were old enough to remember that. It was fair. I was fairly young when that happened. Uh, maybe. I don't know, first or second grade type age. Does anyone no. else remember that? Oh, no, I don't remember that. Yeah, I, I remember that, James, because I was right there. Yeah. And I came out to the car with you. I felt so bad for you. <laughs> well, I deserved it. I, I mean, was, I was stunned. I thought, oh, my goodness. And uh, I, I, I knew something was really wrong, and you were really sad, so I came out to the car with you and stayed out there. Um, That's the first, this is the first I've heard of that. I've oh yeah, this, I've never heard this story. Huh? Yeah, it was a, it was, you know, it was traumatic because that had never happened, and it never happened again. That's the only time in my life um, that 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 ever happened. <clears throat> and I think that because it was so out of character, it was so different from you know a, a spank on the butt that it made that impression on my mind very, very, very clearly at that moment. But yeah. It stung both um, uh, externally and internally to know that I had, you know, done something like that. It was a good lesson to learn. Yeah, there was – this is not a similar story. Well, I guess it may have some similarities, but it certainly um, wasn't with the same uh, – not with the same kind of impact. But uh, it demonstrates a little bit of how quick Dad was to um, – you know, get down to business when you when you stepped over the line. Uh, I was we were in the Beast uh, driving home, and he had a cold. And he would never use a he would never use a handkerchief or Kleenex or anything. He was when he would get a cold, he was always sniffling. And I was a teenager at this point, and I was in the back seat, directly behind him, the driver's seat, directly behind him. And he was sniffling the whole way home. And I, we may have had an argument or there was tension anyway. Um, and and it, it was driving me crazy, the constant sniffling. 
in, in, in my mind, I'm thinking, geez, would you just blow your nose? Please stop sniffling. And, you know, he was getting on my nerves. I'm, I'm sure I was getting on his, on his nerves. And I started sniffing every time he sniffed. <laughs> when, when he sniffed, when he, when he would sniff, I would sniff. And I didn't have a cold. He'd sniff, I'd sniff. And, I, and it was, I don't know, somehow it was helping me deal with how much he was bothering me, you know. I was a teenager. And real quiet, all of a sudden, the back of his hand hit the side of my face. And I was directly behind him. It was like this crazy, he had like, I don't know how his arm socket did what it did, but his hand went completely around and hit the side of my face. And he went right, his hand went right back to the steering wheel. And in a quiet voice, he said, do not mock me. (laughs) And he went right back to sniffing and we drove home real quiet like, you know. (laughs) And I felt so, I felt so bad. I felt so bad. Um, Anyway. Well, I hate being, I, I can't handle being mocked. I don't have any sense of humor for it, period, none. Yeah. It's hard, it's hard for me to take. I, I'm, I think I'm just way too prideful, apparently. I don't know if that's what, uh, what was that situation that you described, but uh, no, that's hard for me to take. Yeah. Yeah, and, and to this day, it, that's one of the things that will set me off. I, <clears throat> if I'm being mocked and, you know, purposely being mocked. Do you remember that that um, old old black and white TV that we had? It was um, it was longer than it was tall or wide. Do you remember that it was it was red and white or kind of an orangish red, and it had a white body and it had a handle on top. It was quote unquote a portable TV, but the thing weighed like a ton. Anybody remember that? I don't remember. <clears throat> okay, well, it 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 the picture went out. And I thought, well, it can't hurt. I'll I'll take it apart. I mean, it's already broken. We can't we can't use it. So I'll take it apart and see if there's like something loose inside. And maybe if I plug something back in, it'll start working again. So I took it apart, and I saw for the first time ever this this array of of old vacuum tubes and uh, the the electronics of of that age. This thing must have been built in the in the 60s, you know, late 60s possibly, or it was just old. <clears throat> and, of course, it wasn't working, and I was fiddling with things, and I took this screwdriver, and I was poking around with the screwdriver. Of course, I had not not the experience or the perhaps uh, uh, wisdom to understand that you really ought not to be poking around an electronic device when it's plugged in. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, it, it makes sense to us now, but I figured, well, I need to know if what I'm doing is bringing the picture back. And you, you can't know that if you don't have it plugged in. You're looking at the picture to see if the picture will come back. You couldn't just unplug it and plug it in. You know, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that, that just takes too much time. Plug, unplug, plug, unplug. So I'm poking around with this screwdriver, and I must have touched something or shorted something or... I don't know what I did exactly, but there was this. This is boom. a good, oppor- this is a good this. opportunity to remind everybody that you're actually an engineer. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Continue. I'm sorry. Well, I think that that this this has contributed 
to my understanding <laughs> of of what not to do. And, and uh, kind of a just to wrap that up, you used to work inside <laughs> nuclear facilities, right, James? That's yes, that's true. Okay, I, just, just let's continue. Sorry, that's okay. But you really ought to be more worried about uh, you know where it is and is not appropriate to stick a screwdriver. <laughs> More than where I've been. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so there's this big boom and uh, lots of broken glass. These vacuum tubes were you know, shattered and just a, uh, the whole inside of this thing was just a mess now. And I, I realized, well, if there was any hope of fixing this, <laughs> that hope is now gone completely. <laughs> Because uh, none of the tubes were glowing orange anymore, and it was it was all bad. <clears throat> and of course, there's a certain degree of guilt associated with that because, well, if it could have been fixed, and if somebody had wanted to fix it, well, I've destroyed that possibility. So I figured, well, I better keep this on the down low, and so I put it all back together again, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I left. I left it where it was, and you know, you know, I'm, <laughs> nothing happened. Uh, I walk inside, and <laughs> mom's, you know, mom's in the kitchen. She looks over at me, and she looks at me, and said, "What happened to you?" <laughs> Uh, all of my attempts to cover my crime were in vain because I hadn't thought to 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 take into consideration what had happened to me in that minor explosion. <laughs> and when I went and looked at myself in the mirror, <laughs> my face was entirely covered with black soot. <laughs> Just <laughs> black streaks and you know little, little bits and pieces of glass in my hair and, <laughs> and so there was no denying it and I had to confess that I had I had blown up the portable TV <laughs> it goes to show you you know you're gonna get caught no matter how much you try to hide your tracks you're gonna get caught yeah yeah that's true you, you, know, you always get caught. We there was a um, a science kid or something that belonged to one of you older brothers, and I, I don't know whose it was. Maybe it was James's. Oh, the little Radio Shack kit with the springs. I I don't know, but uh, <clears throat> <clears throat> there were light bulbs that you could light up. Yeah. By attaching certain wires to batteries and all that kind of stuff. I didn't have any batteries, and so I decided I knew that electricity came out of the wall. From the <laughs> and and this maybe maybe this little monologue I'm going to go into should be titled "I Should Be Dead," but I went and got a fork. Oh. <laughs> and I stuck. The un <laughs> the end that you actually hold, I stuck that right into the outlet. Okay? I just I jammed it in as far as I could. And then I hooked up the one of the uh, electrodes to the fork. 
and it lit up the whole board. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah. <laughs> and Dad, Dad just happened to walk in right when I had accomplished this. And I was you know, playing around. Dad looks over. What are you doing? <laughs> I was like, look, it lit everything up. It's, look what I did. You know? <laughs> he just, ah, get that out. No, don't touch it. Don't touch it. <laughs> oh, it was a big fiasco. And to this day, I think about that. I'm just like, I should be dead. Yeah, I should totally be dead. I jammed that fork in there, and I, there was juice coming out because it lit up that whole board. I mean, it was going like 60, so. Huh. <laughs> yeah, none of us have... told you to do that, right? Who? None of us told you to do that, right? I don't think so. <laughs> okay, good. I, don't, yeah, I don't remember. Being David's, that. David's sitting there going, "Wait, uh, did I tell him to do that? Or I better, <laughs> I better ask." Oh, man. It always amazed me how <clears throat> mom and dad had the ability to walk in oh, yeah. when. You know, Dad had this ability to walk in during the most absolute worst possible moment of a given movie or TV show. Yeah, <laughs> he, he had. He had you no, know, he had radar about something. clad women. Something. I mean, yeah. there could be an hour and a half movie yep. with ten seconds of some, you know, some chick running on a beach with a bikini. All right. Yep. He wouldn't be around for hours. Uh-huh. And we'd, you know, watching the movie and all that. He'd walk in, and that 10 seconds would be what he saw. Yeah. And that was it. And he'd, what are you guys watching? You know? <laughs> like, Degenerates. Degenerates. <laughs> like, no, no amount of explanation about how this was not the characteristic of the movie would suffice. He had formed his opinion that we were watching garbage. And that was that. And he, uncanny, uncanny. We'd be watching Friday night videos, popular television show during the early 80s, where they would show music videos on NBC late night Fridays. At, uh, I think it started at, what, 11 o'clock and ran till about 1 o'clock. And they just show these, you know, the current music videos of the day. Five or six videos, nothing but bands, you know, and, and special effects and this, that, and the other. And then there's always the one, that the Prince or whatever, and his video is going to have a whole bunch of gyrating cuties on a stage or whatnot. Didn't matter. That was the video he'd walk in on and see us watching. He'd be like, what are you watching? <laughs> Every time. I couldn't believe it. Got to the point where I was just, oh, man, I hope this video is going to be okay because I don't want Dad come walking in, chewing me out for something that's not my fault. But we would all get in trouble if we were. It, sometimes it didn't matter what we were watching. If he was outside working and we hadn't finished whatever we were supposed to do, he'd come in. And if he found us watching TV, boy, we were in trouble. Yeah. The question was always, "Do you need something to do?" And there was never a right answer. <laughs> because if you said, "No, nah, not anything to do," he'd say, "Oh, well, then I'll give you something to do." And then if you'd say, um, yeah, yeah, I need something to do. Oh, okay, well, come on, I'll give you something to do. So there's ne- there was never a right answer to that one. You were going to be doing. Yeah, I remember uh, in the evening watching TV down in the, the kitchen area or something, and you could see the headlight flash 
on the the walls or something. And it's like a mad scramble to TV. Just turn it off. <laughs> so when he came home, no one was watching TV. And then, but I think he started getting wise to that. Yeah, he'd he come knew. in. First thing he would do is he would stick his hand on the back of the TV. <laughs> and, you know, of course it was hot. He'd be like, turn it on. <laughs> you know, like, you're so caught. <laughs> well, yeah. And uncanny ability to walk in and... <clears throat> That probably that probably was a good thing because who knows how many times that sixth sense kicked in and saved our bacon without our even knowing it. You know, I was going to say even when I was away at college, he had a way of finding out when something was not right. It was usually because BYU would mail home a, a bill. I got in trouble for parking tickets, uh, and they they sent letters and they shut down my account. They shut they shut everything down. I was blacklisted. And I got a call from him, and he said, well, you better take care of this. This sounds pretty serious. And I put it off, and I put it off. And it was about $150 in parking tickets. And, uh, yeah, he always always had a way of finding out. Uh, I ended up paying with nickels, and it was a very satisfying uh, bill to pay. (laughs) I hope they they never forget me in that office. Well, gentlemen, it has been an enjoyable evening, and I believe we've got ourselves another really enjoyable podcast. want to thank you all again for being there and contributing your stories and recollections to this growing collection that we're putting together. But for now, I'm going to give everybody the chance to say good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Hey, good night, everybody. scratch the surface i know yeah i spent most of my life in trouble (laughs) every once in a while this topic will come up or something and i have this pain in the top the crown of my head yes i know i was gonna i was gonna bring that up but i i wasn't sure how to talk about when mom goes off the deep end (laughs) i think we were pretty tame because when dad would go off the deep end, well, that's just dad being dad. When mom would go off the deep end, that was scary. See, mom mom has, it's what I call diesel anger. <laughs> yeah. Where it's it, 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 it going. But man, when diesel explodes, it's big. And it yeah. lasts. And it's ferocious. And it it's is. scary. It is. <laughs> and that. <laughs> and that. That day, I was I was there that day, and <laughs> Joseph and Ben, you were fighting over something in the kitchen, and Joseph, you were opening up a can of something. You were opening a can of olives so or fast. soup or That's something fast, yeah, and you had the can opener in your hand, and you didn't mean to do this. I know you weren't doing it with Oh, mouse, I don't buy that. <laughs> I saw it happen. And you two were fighting, and you had the can open in your hand, and you smacked him over the head. Yeah. With sharp edge of that can. You smacked him over the head. And yeah, it, it seemed reasonable. He was yeah. bothering me. And, Smack him. And I had this, that's all I had. And 
what happened was he crowded in front of me when I was trying to do something. And that's all I remember. And I, I had this in my hand, and I saw him, and I was just like, oh! And I just, I didn't even hit him really hard. Just <laughs> popped him on the head with it. And I was looking at his head, and his blood started coming out. And I was like, oh my gosh! <laughs> and that's, that's all I remember. I, well, I, I remember Mom being very angry. I mean, very, very angry, but I oh, don't Mom. remember much after that. Oh, she freaked. You don't remember much because I, I think she made you almost unconscious. I mean, she didn't beat you or anything, Joseph, but it was it was bad. It was so the, – the thing about it was mom then looked at Ben, and Ben, you know how head wounds are, his whole face started – his whole face was covered with blood. And there you are with the weapon in your hand looking. <laughs> this look on your face like, uh. <laughs> like a little, little Damien. Yeah. Here's – Here's Ben, blood just dripping off of his face, coming from the top of his head. It was spooky to see that, and Mom just, she went nuts. She went nuts. 